Give me something. Hello, punters, and welcome to another episode of Give Me Something, the show where we at Sportsbet try to find you, the punters, something to have a look at and maybe have a uh, little wager on. What a lineup we have today. Joel Kane, Nathan Brown, Richard Hummerston. This is huge. But, well, uh, have you based yourself out of your Hawthorne abode today oh, or the one down at Blair Gowry? Oh, oh, no, this, is, this, is, this is getting old, Nathan. <laughs> Who ever said that I had a place in Hawthorne? You did uh, well, used to have one. Auburn Grove. Yeah, that's... Mm. Oh, yeah, do you want to give them the address too, huh? <laughs> gee, gee, Kylie Wall does well for herself, doesn't she? I mean, you are a degenerate punter, and Kylie Wall just stashing away all this cash to buy your houses. <laughs> oh, what a start. Um, Brownie, look, welcome, boys. We'll, let's start with you, because we have had some really, really big guests on this show over the last couple of weeks, whether it's Olympians, UFC champions... NBA All-Stars, we've had all of these uh, origin stars. We've had these great stars on, but you today, you're bringing the gold, Nathan. I certainly am, Wally. Uh, the biggest game in Australia is AFL football. This man was one half of the best combinations you'll ever see. He has kicked the most goals of any player ever at the MCG. And I've organised a little intro for the man. Take it away, Harley. <laughs> To the right again, straight down the throat down there of the young boy White who couldn't take it. White went right, left, right, straight again, straight down the hands of Dr. Fink. At centre half forward, ran to 50 and got it to Rich O'Man. Rich Oh, that's some of the great commentary by the great Rex Hunt as we welcome in that man, oh. Matthew Richardson. Welcome to uh, Give Me Something podcast, Richard. And that must take you back. When Dr. Pink gets the ball at half forward flank, your eyes used to light up. I've got a feeling, Nathan, that uh, little bit of audio was more about you. Than <laughs> you. <laughs> I heard Dr. Pink in there. Yeah. Oh, old, old Matty White got a bit of a run too. Yeah, Dr. Pink took it at half forward. Uh, that was from another time where it was probably a politically incorrect show that we used to do on the Sunday on the on the Thursday night. That was very show, good but, show. Uh, that. How how are you, Matthew? And uh, this mustache you're growing, I believe, is going to keep going until the footy season. Uh, we're all trying to amuse ourselves, uh, NATO, in isolation. So I just thought I'd grow a little soup strainer. What do you start again? How's it going? It looks pretty good. It I'm does look good. Well, will you keep it for for footy? Why not? Why not? I, I think. The plan will be, Hum, that the first game back, which I reckon will be Richmond and Collingwood on a Thursday night, oh, uh, oh, oh, oh. I think we might leave it on just for that night for a bit of a laugh. But no, Matt, something to do, lads, something to do. I reckon if you put a cowboy hat on, you are very much looking like Smokey in the van at the moment. That's how good you're looking. <laughs> oh, broke back mountain. You're a combination between Tom Selleck, uh, who else can we throw in there? Freddie Mercury. And possibly Mario, Mario from uh, Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stick with I'll stick with Burt Reynolds. He was uh, yeah. the man. Now, Matt, you are one half or one third of the AFL podcast on Sportsbet, along with Richard Hummerston, who's got an amazing hoodie on today, who uh, got dropped from the thirds of the Canterbury Cobras last year down to the fourth in uh, D Division. But uh, the AFL podcast, I believe, oh. we're bringing back next week. We're excited. The footy's not far away. I'm going to kick off with the podcast next week. Yeah, can't wait for it. It's been, what, probably about four or five weeks now since we put together a podcast. Yeah, can't wait to get back and 
have a little bit of fun, but more importantly, just start talking a bit of footy again. How sick of all of the rumours and innuendo about the game? When's it going to start? Are we going to have hubs? I just want to start talking about the games again and about football. So hopefully after uh, the Cabinet meeting today up in Canberra, hopefully we'll know when footy's restarting. We can jump back on the sports bet potty and talk a bit of footy, talk a bit of nonsense as well, of course, but yeah, can't wait for that, Noda. Boys, plus, isolation's plus been a tricky assignment for me, right? I've been squirrelled away here. I have been training, but I've put on a stack of weight, which is six to go play on. Do you have any grave concerns for either A, fellow commentators, or B, players who just have been hiding away? Uh, they haven't been cracked on the whip by the coaches. Do you have any grave concerns, Richo, about anyone? Uh, a lot of concerns about most of uh, the people in, in commentary because it doesn't matter how much weight we've put on. But <laughs> I'll, bet, I'll tell you what, I reckon there's going to be a lot of hamstrings and calves and, and little muscle strains when we first get back because, let's be honest, there's going to be some guys that have taken liberties, uh, plenty of liberties, <laughs> and then you're going to have your pros like your Scott Pendlebury's that would have uh, you know, crossed the T's and dotted the I's. But there's no doubt... I reckon coaches are going to be worried, aren't they? Oh, yeah, the first oh, yeah. week back at training, there's going to be a few hammies pinging here, there and everywhere. Well, how, how did you see the photo gone? of the big Texan with his top off the other day at the Adelaide Oval? How did he look? I didn't see it. Well, look, I don't think he's the most ripped man at the best of times, <laughs> the big Texan. I mean, he's a natural footballer, but uh, I reckon he's got some work to do. Hey, I've got to ask the, the three of you that all played professional at the, at the top level, how would you have gone had this happened when you were playing? How would you have gone in isolation in terms of your rig, your training regime? Well, I, I think I would have been all right. I, I sort of always liked running. I, I enjoy running more for my mindset because if I don't run, my head completely just blows off. I just can't handle things. So I go for a run just to try and keep the noodle in order more than the rig. So I reckon I would have kept in all right shape. But NATO, you'd be a massive concern. Let's be honest. I'd be a big concern, Matthew. I wouldn't follow what the fitness coaches had given me. I would go down to the local oval, and this is what I'd do, because I believe that back when we played, they used to get us on these long runs, which made no sense to me. I would go down to the oval. I'd do 10 lots of 100-metre strides on the 45, and that'd be enough. I think you're a, you're a power athlete, repeat speed, and you get that done. Hey, boys, I'll tell you a quick one. I, I, I went and did a, a botanical gardens the other day with a, a next teammate of ours, Kane the pea brain pedifer and <laughs> we basically we basically jogged around we basically jogged around got a little bit of a sweat up and we've got a richmond uh, whatsapp group with some former richmond players and we just put it on there afterwards said hey we just did a tan and we did it in about 16 minutes and 45 seconds just jogging around nathan was quick to jump in and say <laughs> that that time, 16.45, was better than his peak time when he was <laughs> Boys, I was the very, very first back. So back in rugby league, are the smaller sort of players. And I was the very, very first back in rugby league history to be uh, honoured membership in the fat squad. So I, I was a pack animal. If I was running with the team, I was, I was generally leading it. However, if I was asked to do things on my own, I actually went out with a wrist injury at one time. And the trainer had asked me to log all the kilometres. And I, my kilometres were literally walking to the pub, which was three k's away, and walking back. So I was logging six kilometres almost on a daily basis. Because <laughs> NRL, NRL players can pog up very quickly oh, as well. Because great great very, word, huh? They're, they're, built, they're built like you and I should. Yeah, we're, we're big, powerful athletes. Pog. Uh, but Jesus we, we can pog up quickly as soon as, we, as soon as we're taken away from the gym. 
yeah. that this muscle can turn to fat very quickly. <laughs> there's, one, there's one thing. You used to be able to hide, didn't you, at training? I remember back in the day in the, the mid-90s, you, you could actually hide at training. You could stand at the back of a group. You could do whatever you wanted to, but uh, they can't hide these days because you've all got the GPSs on. So I wonder whether the fitness guys have sent them home with a GPS they've got to wear every day. Richard, a GPS, when it first came in rugby league, Ryan Girdler, he, he'd like to train like Brownie, power athlete, go through his strides, etc., he tied the GPS to his dog and just kept throwing the, <laughs> and just kept throwing the frisbee in the park. Record score for Girdler. <laughs> hey Matt, when the footy season does come back, and they're talking about mid mid June now, there's a. I mean, it's hard to predict who's going to benefit, what clubs are going to be. Oh, we, we obviously know Richmond are going to be unbelievable again. West Coast are going to be up there, Collingwood. But of the clubs that maybe had a few injuries, is there anyone you expect is going to benefit from this time away? Oh, yeah. Look, I, I, I don't think so, Nate. I don't think it's going to it's just going to be a, a benefit to any one team over the other in isolation. But I, I do think it's going to be more wide open because let's be honest. So that that first Thursday night game between Richmond and Carlton, Richmond came out and kicked seven goals to one in the first quarter. But you could see every goal that they kicked, the enthusiasm just was dropping off a little bit after each goal because. You're having a fantastic start. Normally, you've got eighty thousand people behind you, and that adrenaline keeps going for the whole night. But it was in the, it was the reverse in these games with no fans. As the night went on, you could just see the energy actually coming out of out of the players. So it's going to be the teams that can manufacture their own energy better than the others that are going to go well. So I think it's wide open. I think the good teams with the big crowd support are going to are going to struggle because they're used to that energy off the crowd, that adrenaline. Whereas teams like GWS, who win regardless because they don't have big crowds, it might favour a team like the Giants. They're not used to big crowds anyway. It doesn't matter. They don't rely on that energy off the crowd. So I'd be looking at the Giants, I reckon. Uh, the coaches would be nervous, but even more would be the fitness coaches at the moment because they've got to trust and rely that all these players are doing the right thing. And I mean, there are going to be injuries, but the fitness coaches right now are under enormous pressure to make sure they keep their players out in the park when they get back. And that three-week timetable where they get, it's going to be, uh, I mean, all eyeballs at the footy club is going to be on the fitness coach. Oh, of course. They're going to come up with a program where they can get these guys into, into match shape in three weeks. And as you say, there's going to be guys that come back and they, they're as fit as they were when they left, but there's going to be others that might have dropped 10 or 20%. And to make that up in three weeks is a big call. So... Look, I think you might see some big-name players that maybe haven't quite done the work that either get injured or aren't even playing in those first three games because their, their preparation hasn't been right. You know what, boys? Uh, a lot you, of people, uh, sorry, Brandy. A lot of people uh, in NRL circles are saying, should this year's premiership have an asterisk? And, and I totally disagree because I sort of feel like, if anything, this might be the hardest-earned premiership because that self-motivation and I think yeah. the furthest thing from a bloody asterisk. What do you reckon, Brandy? Yeah, I think, it, I mean, it's almost a year where it's, I mean, double, yep. not double points, but it's like, geez, the survival oh. of the fittest and the smartest. And you have to be unbelievably good this year to get the job done. And I spoke about the fitness coaches and our old fitness coach at Richmond uh, is now at West Coast. So he's a premiership fitness coach at Richmond. I just hope, Matt, that he's got his brain into gear because you could always get inside his head as a fitness coach, Warren Coford's his name. And we're in New York a few years ago me, Matthew, and Warren, and he wore these green shoes, these green diesel shoes he bought. He thought they were 
the bee's knees of shoes. He thought he was going to go out and everybody was just going to go, how good are these shoes? But we got inside his head so much how shit these shoes were that we were walking along in New York. He took them off and he put them in a bin on a side street of New York. That's how much we got inside his head. The, the, funny, the funny part about that, Nato, was the next day we were walking down that same street to get some, some uh, brunch. We were a little bit hungover. And there was this homeless dude sitting there with the brand new diesels on. He thought it was fantastic. Hey, can I just ask, guys, I agree with you. I don't think there's any asterisks on anything that's won this year because it will be one of the hardest uh, flags to win. However, putting the asterisk side, what we think, what experts think, how we remembered, if you're a player and you win a flag and there is no one in that stadium when you win the flag, does that detract from that premiership for you personally? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I was, I was thinking about this the other day, and, and you have a look at some of the teams that haven't won for a long time. I mean, Melbourne haven't won since the 60s. St Kilda have only won premiership in 1966. Mm. How flat would you be as a, <laughs> as a Melbourne or a St Kilda supporter if your team finally won a premiership and you, and you couldn't be you there? there. And, and, and the players as well. You finally win that flag for your team after 50 years, and there's no one there to celebrate with. Yeah. It'll be shattered, yeah. I reckon. Do you know what's funny is that Hummer, that uh, reserves flag you won about four years ago, there would have been more people at that than there will be at the That was a big crowd down at... uh, at, It uh, was a big crowd. It was even bigger when the ones started playing in their (laughs) (laughs) ground. Hey, boys, I like the idea of... A lot of us grew up in the country in areas like that, and there'd be the ovals where people would just drive up their cars, and they'd sit in their cars, and they'd Mm. beep away... Imagine going to those regional areas, at least having the cars bipping away and the flags out the window. That'd be a good scene, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh. I did. That's, I used to, used to love that as a kid when you're down in Tassie at East Devonport. Dad would pull the car yeah. in. Yeah. 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 It's, you'd sit up in the car. You'd have the, the AFL on the radio. You'd be watching the local footy. Why couldn't you do that? That's a, that's a good... Uh, local footy, going to watch local footy is one of the, is one of the, the great Saturdays. Yes. Agreed. Hey, Matt, you loved your days back in East Devonport. You made the under-12 Tasmanian basketball state team down there. I mean, a huge effort. There was only four people in Tasmania in the under-12s that missed out. I mean, uh, it, was, it, was a good, it was a good team to make. Well, I, did make a, I did make an under-12 state team for basketball, Nathan. Richo, have you watched Last Dance? I have. What's the bullet points? What's your bullet points on it? Uh, I'll tell you one thing I was that really got me the other night. He, just the ruthlessness of, uh, yeah. of Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen when Tony mm. Kukoc was drafted uh, from Croatia to the Bulls. And, you know, the guy's been drafted, but in between the draft and him going to the NBA, they, they had the Olympics, mate. Croatia were the next best team playing off in the gold medal game. I just couldn't believe how hostile they were towards him when he was a, a teammate that was yeah. about to arrive at the club. I just thought... How ruthless are these guys? So, yeah, uh, that, what this has proved is, Doco, is that you can talk about who's the best player in the history of basketball, but that's Michael Jordan. I oh. think this is, I think it's shown the younger generation that talk about LeBron James. I think it's shown them that yeah, Jordan yeah. clearly, mm. clearly was a game changer in in sport and basketball. And I'd nearly go as far as to say he's, he's just about the best of all time across across oh, all sports. Oh. When you have, mm. when you have a look at the impact he had, not just on sport but in culture and um, the way he took the NBA to the world. So yeah, it's been fantastic. And the other thing, Joel, I've noticed about it is this was filmed in you know the mid nineties. Yeah. And the, the media access that they 
they gave back in the mid-90s was greater than what we get now with our sports. Yeah. And our guys have got to realise that the money that comes in from the broadcasters, which is under siege at the moment, you've got to give them access. And I think that's one thing moving forward that we need to take out of uh, that docker. Boys, do a quick whip around. I-, I tweeted this last night and it went bongos. I said, <laughs> on the back of the Jordan doco... <laughs> Who sits at the table with Jordan? And I'm talking, and I excluded Bradman because I don't think Bradman, as good as he was, and he had that margin on the field. So basically, you need to have the margin on the field, and you need to have that transcending uh, touch across the world, which I don't think Bradman quite had. The Americans don't know Bradman. Who sits at the table with Jordan? Woods. I think uh, I don't think Tiger Woods does because uh, Jack, Jack Jack's better. Jack's better. I'm sorry, we can sit here and debate golf all day, but Jack Nicholas is a better golfer than Tiger Woods, Richard. That's that's just, it is what it is. You, my, yeah, the yeah. thing is, so you look at those, but then there's others there. I think Ali's there. I think Wayne Gretzky's there. I know it's not a, such a big sport, but he was he was an icon of hockey and he brought... What about your man, Tom Brady, Mick? It is hard. I mean, no one's done what he's done. Nine Super Bowls, six rings over a span of sort of 20 years. He's amazing. But again... I mean, maybe he is, but Jordan, watching this now, because you had Bird, you had Johnson, you had Jordan, then you had Kobe, then you had LeBron. You look at these five amazing players that have run the world of basketball for nearly 40 years. And I just think that Jordan, like watching this and just being reminded, because I grew up with him, he is the best. He is the absolute GOAT. And I just think there's more competition. Wayne Gretzky is the only other one in the major sports over in the US that I think is so far elevated above the rest of them. What about a real global sport, the biggest sport in the world in uh, soccer? Messi? Oh, I reckon, well, Pelé. It's pa- the thing is, Richo, you got Pelé, you got Maradona, and you got Messi. Do you know the two that I think? Usain Bolt, yeah, Bolt and Michael Phelps. Yeah. Yeah, but no one gives, I mean, a, no one gives a fuck ridiculous. about swimming. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true, Richard. <laughs> Just throw a swipe up on the end of that, huh? <laughs> I'll give you one, guys, that you need to look at. Yeah. You're talking about an absolute goat, someone that dominates mm. the sport that they're in. Now, you guys might laugh at this, but wood chopping is huge down in the <laughs> <laughs> I know who you're going to say, too. Now, you, I want you to Google after this, boys. Just Google David Foster. If ever a man has dominated a sport more than him... I'll be very surprised. Have you seen the, 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 the wood chopping? Richo, I saw live. him live as a kid. Richo, I saw him live at the Melbourne show as a kid. How good was he? Amazing. That's the Mo dedication. That's where the Mo's come that from. Is. Well done, Charlie. Yeah. Hey, Richo, will you, will you go back to Tassie? At some, like, will you retire down there? Well, mate, no. the amount of coin that we're all losing through this uh, coronavirus, <laughs> the only thing I'll be able to afford is a shack up at the Great Lakes in Tassie soon. So <laughs> I'll be back down there sooner than I think. We'll have to sell the Northcote Mansion. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> how's everyone... Hey, this, I've got to ask everyone, how's everyone going with the, the drinking in this? I'm, oh, I'm starting to worry oh, about... Hey, going beautifully. It's, it's not, it's not good, but I'm going real well. I yeah, know. I did that the other night. It's bad. I'll tell you... You know you're ordering too much from the local uh, bottle o when you get the delivery on Uber Eats. And I walk past this bottle shop most days at the moment with my daughter in the pram, and I always get her a lollipop as we're walking around just so she's got something to amuse herself. You're long neck. Uh, no, no. And the, the lady in the bottle o where I get the Uber Eats at night, she's noticed me walking up and down High Street in, in Northgate, and she sees my daughter with the lollipop every day. So every night now when the bottle of wine arrives on Uber Eats, 
she's put a lollipop in with uh, oh. my bottle of wine. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so you're Uber eating wine? Oh. Yeah, why not? Jeez. Oh, you're you're a, a, hey, boys, wifey and I, wifey and I did a bit of a job on ourselves last night, and and we have discovered the tonic uh, hangover cure, right? So we're going to bed each night with a, a water bottle similar to this, right? And the wifey drops in a couple of um, hydrolyte tablets, mm. right? And the dissolvable Panadols, right? And you smash oh. down one of those, and you are untouched the next day. Really? Absolute. Oh. Absolutely untouched. That's good. Before you go to sleep? Yeah, I'll sit up, knock back one of these with hydrolytes and the dissolvable panadols, untouched. So you can drink as much as you want every night? As much as you want, untouched. That is good. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give that a proper go tonight. I'm I'm dusty as this morning. uh, We've got a punters club. We get together on Thursday night to work out what our bets are. And we end up sitting on Zoom till 3 a.m. Just smashing scotch. So I'm a bit dusty. Good save when you said there. Good save when you said we end up sitting on Zoom. <laughs> Zoom, yeah. Good save. You know Richard reckons he always wakes up and he has a little dip of scotch in the morning. He's oh, got it on his bedside do. table. That's bullshit, no, Richard. No, it's not. Yeah. Every morning I have a scotch to start the day. Because <laughs> you know what it does? It, just, it gives you fire in the chest and you're ready to take on the day. I... Mm. Every morning I wake up, I have, I have a nip of scotch <laughs> and it just lie. fries me up. That is... Utter shit, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> Hummer, it's just not true. Um, it's, it's, this is the same as your triple sco- Look, scholarship. From you can't Scotch see College. me on Zoom, but here's a little Scotch glass. Right next to it. Hey, are we going to talk some oh. bets, Wally? I think, I think we should. I think we should. Let's get them out of, um, get them out of the way quickly. And we'll... Hum, why don't you, right. why don't should, you we, uh, should we let Matt go? Yeah, yeah. Richard can head off. He's hijacked this. Richard's got a few things to do out at Northcote. <laughs> He's got to go and buy his wine and his lollipop. Oh, so Richo's not doing a bet? No, of course not, no. Rich. He's a guest, Rich. Oh, hey, just just the guest, listeners Richard. out there, Hall of Fame player, young children do not discriminate. Uh, his young daughter's had him up since one o'clock in the morning. So, mm. appearance, appearance. Sheep Joe, at the moment, it's 11.30 till 4am 4 4 a.m. this <clears throat> morning. She wouldn't let us sleep, so I'm going to go and have a little snooze, boys. So thanks for having me. Thank you, Richard. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, no, can't wait. AFL podcast with uh, you lads next week. (laughs) Hey, uh, this is a new market, one I'm proud of because it's one I've been driving. Uh, When ScoMo talks, the nation listens, right? (laughs) So basically, what we thought we'd do, why don't we start a market on the very first word to come out of ScoMo's mouth today <laughs> or at his next podcast, uh, next um, uh, press conference. So we're going to keep this market open. We've started it now. So basically, we've got if the first word that comes out of ScoMo's word, uh, mouth today at this press conference because this is going to be a big press conference today. Mm. He's going to announce that we're free of COVID. Go out and have sex with whoever you want to have sex with. Uh, good. <laughs> We had that part what is going on, Richard? We had the word good. $2.50. Maybe he does have the scotch in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> we had good the word good as his first word. $2.50 into $1.40 now because he might, he'll come out and say good morning, good, good morning, afternoon, good, good evening, whatever it is. Uh, hello, $4. We, I reckon hello's a good bet at 4 bucks. $5. But there's one that has been backed off the absolute map and there's some, there's some method to this madness. Yahoo. $201 into $51. Because I just think he's going to be so excited, he might start this press conference with a big Yahoo. Uh, 
Uh, hey. Hummer, have you done any research for his last yeah. five or six press conferences? Uh, yeah, he's, and what has been his opening word? Uh, good. He's, he literally started with good. Every time. Yeah. So, but, you and know that's what? almost even money. A dollar, See, dollar 40. So that's, Hummer, that's do, you have, do you have a word like okay there yep. in case he walks in and just like, oh, okay, um, $10. start or something? $10. Or are we good to start or something like that? What's R? $10 is, uh, we, we don't have an um, R or anything like that because he's a professional. He's not going to start no, no, no. with an um. I'm saying if he said, are we ready to start or is uh, everybody ready? <laughs> we are, don't have R in the market. We do not have R in that. the market. We do have... Uh, okay, at ten dollars, we have right at ten dollars. Yeah, right's not a bad one. Yeah, yeah. right's not bad. Right, we're good to go. That's yeah, nice. yeah, that's that's true. Right, right. Because the other thing go. is, Richard, this is arguably his biggest like positive uh, delivery. Yeah, uh, all of this has been negative, so he might be up and about fizzed and be like, right, ready, let's go. That's you know what Hummer? I don't mind. Australia, have we got the word Australia? Yep, nineteen dollars. Yes. Oh, Ooh. that's, that's my footy number. Come out and said Australia. Yeah, we are back in business. In yeah. fact, that, yeah. that's my tip at nineteen dollars is Australia. Oh. Or I tell you what, we're also going to give you. He might say Australia, and you'll get nineteen dollars. <laughs> he well. won't say Australia. <laughs> he he right, might so leave with something that. Mother's Day related, or you've earned this Australia. Or it, it's I've got a, a tentative booking tonight for a barbecue. Based, oh. on, based on him coming good today, we've got a tentative. It's hundred percent sure. Yep. We're, you're in. You're in New South Wales. Yeah, we're in correct. Melbourne. We yep. won't be getting. You're not anything ruled by a tyrant Labor pig <laughs> like Dan Andrews. No, no, he's he, he's going to be exactly the same uh, as us. They've you've already. Uh, um, God has come out and said. Yeah, but you guys. They've won't had a lot. They've had a lot. It's been a lot easier in New South Wales than it has in Victoria. Well, wait we're ruled by a tyrant, mate. Adelaide and WA, all I'm seeing is friends of the show and friends of us that are out at beaches and parks having beers with friends. Playing golf. It's extraordinary. We haven't been able to play golf. Wow. I know. Every no, other... we, won't get, we won't get you started on that, Rich. Hopefully you'll be able to play golf from Monday on. Hey, so have a crack at ScoMo's first word. We're going to go Australia yep. at $19 is my right tip. Perfect. Shug, what do you got, mate? Well, you know I've befriended uh, Jared Cole, the young dartsman in England. So I've been Certainly uh, have. in lots of dialogue with him. He's coming on the show on Monday, actually. <clears throat> Good young fellow. He might be the next Phil Taylor, this bloke, Jared Cole. So, look, he's uh, he got beat by Evans the other night, but he'll be scalding from that. So, Jared Cole, $2.25. That's at about seven fifty tonight. So, uh, just a quick plug for the other podcasts. Of course, the AFL one's coming back, which is great. Uh, the non-chasers are there with, with the Greyhounds. Wally, what was the boys uh, talking up for a best bet this week in the racing? So, interestingly, Shug, um, there's a few things they like. My favourite podcast, it? by the way, over the globe, Three Wide No oh, Cover. There you go. Oh. Hey, Shug. Appreciate that. It's all right, hum. Um, so there's a few things that they do actually like uh, that they lined up. So it's worth, I won't go through them all, but it's worth watching the show, even towards the end when we go around the country and we look at some of these markets. There's about three or four races, either at Morphville where we focused on or around the country where Jules and SD both have the same horse on top. Yeah, we love that. Um, and and we, we, we do indeed. Uh, look, one and a good one was a 10 in the last. So not only have they both got it on top, it's in the get out at the feature track of the weekend in Morfordville. So it's getting late in the day. You're looking for something. A 10, they're both on that in the last race. Um, What's it called, Mick? A 10. A-T-E-N in the last at Morfordville. 
Um, yeah, it's about the five buck mark at the moment, so it's, it's not a shorty. Hey, Wally, I should uh, blatant plug also for ours. Um, get him on side. It's a rugby league podcast, yeah, yeah. but obviously hasn't been at the moment. But we had Richard Friedman on yesterday, so Ooh. so that'll be live today as well. He actually packed a winner while we're on the show, which was fantastic. But <laughs> but he talks about the old days of the FBI, Friedman Brothers Incorporated, and yeah. so you know, there's so many sports bet podcasts, and they're all bloody great. So get into them. And that's it. Just go. All you need to do is jump on Spotify, jump on iTunes, have a look at Wooshka, whatever it is. Have a look at the full range of Sportsbed podcasts. Doesn't matter what you're into. There will be something there that uh, that suits that you can get your uh, ears around. Uh, Brownie, you are heading to career. Is that right? Yeah, uh, I got a very good career at Sportsbed at the moment. Really enjoying it, Nick. Uh, I've got one bet to, <laughs> tonight at Cranbourne. I'm taking Boomstock. In race number eight, but I am heading to Korea, Michael. I certainly am now. The K-League kicks off Korean soccer. It's in mm. South Korea, um, which is a good thing. Um, John Buck Motors play against the Suwon Blue Wings. And we've got an Aussie playing, Adam McTaggart. Now, Adam McTaggart was the leading scorer last year in K-League soccer. He is $3.40 to be an anytime goal scorer. This is not first goal scorer, three forty. Anytime goal scorer Adam McTaggart was the leading scorer last year in the K League. The K League kicks off Friday night our time. Love that brownie. And look, while we're there, I'm going to stick with Korea as well. I'm going to Korean baseball. Is this Should... north or south? Sorry. Is this north or probably south, south oh, brownie? If I'm no, south, <laughs> south, south, south. We don't have too many markets on North Korean baseball. But uh, South Korean, uh, Nathan. And Shug, you've got State of Origin, obviously. Hummer and Brownie. We've got many rivalries, whether it's Carlton Collingwood, Richmond Collingwood, Hawthorne Geelong more recently. Look, this is another level of rival. This is machine versus machine, technology versus technology, beast versus beast, mano a mano. I am, of course, talking about the Kia Tigers versus the Ooh. Samsung Lions. <laughs> in the battle of all battles yeah. in a Korean baseball. Look, we are going with Kia. Kia beat Ka, Ka Woo, uh, in a two. They beat them 2-1 in the first three-game series. They put up 11 runs. Um, oh, sorry, they, they lost the first two. Then they, they won the third. They put up eight runs in the third one. They turned things around. They will get the job done. Samsung are absolutely terrible. They're no good. Four four. For Kia, you're getting a dollar fifty-six, so it's not big, big money. But there's there's a direct line here. I just mentioned Kai Womb Heroes. They won the first two games, so we're only three games into a season here. They won the first two games against Kia, and they won them convincingly. They put eleven runs on them first. They're a good side. Kia was able to turn that around. So both of these are decent sides coming out of that contest. Kai Womb, are, uh, they are playing. Uh, against Hanwha Eagles, who aren't much chop. So we'll be going with them as well. That double is going to get you 229. You can obviously oh. power play it. But Kaiwoom Heroes at $1.47. Kia Tigers to win the uh, the Jungle Derby at $1.56. Uh, 229 for the double. Uh, look, I think we're going to be doing a lot more around Korea because K-League's back. Korean baseball's back. These are proper leagues. I mean, the K-League's better than the A-League. So, I mean, we're talking about it's a decent quality league. Can we just um, rewind the tape? Sorry, Wally. Can we rewind the tapes a little bit here? Uh, Boomstock, Brownie. Talk to us. Yep. Talk to us. I, I love a tip on a Thursday night, late at night. It's been back 360 to $2.35. What's the origins of Boomstock? The origins of Boomstock came from 
a man who I think is our best trader in Julian Valance. Oh, he, he don't start him on Julian Valance. A text last night, and he said, uh, I like this thing called Boomstock. Yeah. Um, and it was $3.60, and all of a sudden, into $2.35. Good enough for me. Um, Julian Valance picked Prezado. Um Two weeks ago on a Saturday at 41s, and it, I think it jumped at nines. And I think he got one at 41 at Warnable on Wednesday midweek, race five. Can't remember the horse's name, but certainly tipped it to me at 41s. Uh, Dodd, you know the big famous Dodd? He's in the stable as well. He's he's tipped a roughie. He says he's taken a piece of the $34 available for Zardoro in the highway on Saturday. So Zardoro... Uh, you can simply just search it in the search function there. Mm. So check that one out as well, Zardoro. Nice. A little bit of uh, a bit of racing there to finish. A few little tips to follow. Gentlemen, thank you. Pleasure as always. Brownie, thanks again for getting Richo on. Very much looking forward to Shug to the NRL podcast, of course. Get him on side. Get him on side. of the AFL podcast uh, with uh, yourself, Brownie, Richo and Hummer. Look, nothing much else to say there. Everyone have a great weekend, punters. Enjoy the racing over the weekend. Enjoy the sport if you can find some. But always gamble responsibly. And we'll see you next week.